Hello and welcome to your favorite podcast out there. I am Bert the Weatherman Myers here with a very special guest, the one and only Will Bradford, aka Will the Goat. Bye. Hey Bert, how's it going? Thank you for having me on the podcast. We've been talking about doing this for a while now, though. Like, and it's finally happening. I know it is. It's it's been in the works. Dreams come true. Dreams do come true. It's what they have been dreaming about for the last twelve. So we know each other for well over a year. About a year now. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's been the dream. Been the dream. I've been dreaming about it. It's, it's finally come in intuition. That's the proper word I'm using. Probably not, but it's it's finally happened. I'm glad to be here. And I'm sure the audience is glad to hear from you, sir. Yes. Yep. I'm here for the audience. And finally, football. We have finally got a game played. We did. And it was a preseason. And it was not preseason. It was not preseason. It was legit regular season football. Thursday night football was the the last year's Super Bowl champs, the L.A. Rams versus the Buffalo Bills, who I'm pretty sure is the heavy favorite to go all the way this year. They're my favorites. I, I picked them. And that's saying something uh, with you being a Patriots fan here. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm an NFL fan first, and then a Patriots fan second. But I am diehard. But, you know, I'm also a realist, too. And Buffalo looks good on paper, and they most certainly look good on the field last night. Yeah, very true. I, I would love to hear what your thoughts were. Like, was this, was this win by Buffalo, winning 31-10, to 10, was this more of a showing by the Bills and how good they really are, or is this like the regression of the Rams from last season? I think it's a little bit of both, actually. I think um, there's some factors that you have to put in with the Rams, especially with Matthew Stafford having surgery on his arm. Um, That definitely played a factor, and that definitely showed. I mean, they're going to give you every excuse as to whether or not it is his arm, but, I mean, from a viewer's standpoint, it's definitely in his arm. But... That's not to say that that can't heal within time. I think that their loss last night, um, that doesn't say initially who they are. But, um, you know, it's definitely not taken away from, away from the Bills either. The Bills are pretty good on all sides of the ball. But the only thing I could say about the Bills' weakness is their run game. And it's been weak for, like, years now. Devin Singletary is uh, still garbage. Um, and I'm not trying to take away from uh, the Bills Mafia. But, I mean, if you're a realist, you, you could definitely see the weakness with the Bills run game. But um, Josh Allen, who I think is the best player in the league right now, definitely came out and showed out. And there's a couple of mistakes that, you know, every player makes. But um, all in all, I mean, he pretty much proved he's the – I think he's the MVP candidate for sure. And I think that with uh, each game every week that comes up, uh, week in, week out. He's definitely just going to keep showing. Yeah, very true. And the thing about Josh Allen was he would, like, if you look at last season, he would come out one week looking like he did last night, and all of a sudden, like the next week, like you look at the Jaguars last year where they became the ultimate meme of Josh Allen picking off Josh Allen because he threw a two picks to a Jaguars linebacker who's named Josh Allen as well. <laughs> so, I mean... That, that was the craziest. I mean, because you look at the interceptions, like the first interception wasn't even his fault. Right. I mean, it was literally a target perfectly into the receiver's hands. Yeah, McKenzie hit right in his chest, and the Rams defender just happened to be there. It was good coverage on top of that. It's just uh, Josh Allen zipped it right in a little bit too hard, 
our little unexpected Mackenzie hits right in the chest and goes right into the uh, Rams' hands there uh, as they're going down to the ground. So, I mean, if it's just that split second, if he gets it there a little bit too late, I think it's an incompletion, actually. And then um, if he gets it there a little early, it's a drop. That's a, you know, that's what uh, my input is, at least on that interception. And the other one was a misread. That was a miscommunication that probably falls on Josh Allen. But, I mean, every quarterback has those. So I'm not taking away anything from Josh Allen. I mean, he recovered the next half, right? Oh, yeah, very, very much so. And he's always such a threat. I mean, you brought up the running game, but when you got Josh Allen, who's just a tank, and he just run through people and he's fast, yeah. I mean, that's about as ultimate a run game as there is. Yeah, and again, that just comes to show you that the Bills' run game is weak. Because he rushed for a total of 57 yards that game, and he was the lead rusher between two uh, running backs, who I believe uh, they had two fumbles on that side to run the ball. Um, yeah, and that's a scary thing to think about. That a few, a few of those plays, one of those turnovers by the Bills, happened in the red zone too. So that could have been easily scoring opportunities that were just taken away from the turnover. And you know, I, I was you know watching all the analysts talk about the game after and one brought up the point that this the Rams were lucky that this game wasn't 50 to like 10 with all the turnovers there were and how many uh, you know opportunities were caused because of the turnover like the fumble and stuff like that and I mean 50 to 10 sounds like a little much of a stretch but that's I just, definitely could have seen like 35 that's just time. hot take analysts this is one thing on like those those networks like ESPN and um, NFL Network. They they always say something like over the top. Whatever they could say that to get them more viewership, get them more clicks, get them more um, views. They're gonna say something over the top. Fifty to ten. I'd see it. I could possibly see like maybe forty two at the max. But I mean, then you have to consider the other side of the ball too. I mean, if the Bills or if the Rams didn't like turn over the ball so many times. I mean, it would have been closer, right? Very much so, because, I mean, you really look at, I mean, the Stafford with the arm issue. I mean, that that really showed last game. And I that's the thing, I reason why I also picked the Bills to win this game from the get-go was, I mean, I think the Bills are, and then, you know me, I'm a diehard Bengals fan, and, like, I'm scared of the Bills. Like, the Bills are, like, the one team that I'm really worried to play against. Them and the Chargers. The Chargers are going to be really good this year as well. If injuries, you know, aren't a factor, hmm. I think the Chargers on paper are one or if not two on the list of, like, just the most talent um, all around. Yeah, they've always had a good receiver core for many years now, right? Um, so you're saying that the number one team is the Bills, which I would agree to. Are you talking about, like, AFC? Like AFC, you're talking about. Oh, like I'm I think I think overall, Bills have number one team, yeah, like on paper, mm-hmm. by far. I mean, you also got to think that the Bills didn't even have their two top corners last night either. That is also true. And I mean, Cooper Cup, he did, you know, he still did his thing a little bit, but I mean, he wasn't, you know, he didn't have any jaw dropping numbers. That he, he did what he was. had to do, but he also contributed to interception. I mean, it was a little overthrown, but he still had his hands on it, which deflected out of his hands, and that caused another turnover. So, I mean, maybe the lights of the the Super Bowl hangover, as they call it, right? 
that could also play a factor too. I mean, a lot of teams that win Super Bowls previously end up losing the opening game. Um, I think I don't know. I have to look at a stat with that, but um, it's not it's not unheard of that a Super Bowl winning team loses and, and, and just as bad too. And, and comes and out they, comes out flat. And they yeah, and they bounce right back. You know. No, the biggest worry for me though, seeing that Rams game was just. The offensive line worried me a lot. Mm, yeah, seven sacks. Seven sacks, seven sacks 15 hits for Matthew Stafford. And Stafford's about as tough of a quarterback as there is in the NFL. But I mean, One of the toughest. Actually, I really like him. Yeah, it's <clears> just... <throat> but, I mean, when you lose Whitworth, who just kept that whole side of the of, of the rush completely you know, clean, um, you lose him, you know, they lost, you know... I think Jalen Ramsey's lost a step. He never had a step. I think he's the most overrated corner. Him and, uh, and Josh Norman. Oh, Josh Norman, who had... Well, Josh Norman yeah, had one really one good year. year. Yeah, same thing with uh, Jalen Ramsey, right? I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I made that comment, and it would tick off a lot of people because I, I just mentioned how he couldn't cover up anybody in the Super Bowl. Well, you know, actually, I'm glad you brought up uh, Jalen Ramsey because they were talking about um, how he doesn't cut across the field when he's playing corner or when he's playing his position um, so they're just targeting the other corner uh, Hill is his last name right yeah. Hill yep. so they're just targeting him a lot because they know Jalen Ramsey's not going to come across the field and play defense he's not going to come and help him that's what they were saying and they watched the film and they exposed him on that and he, he just kept getting burnt Another thing I think I noticed, I mean, which, I mean, let's, let's be honest, a lot of people that when you're a fan of the team or whatever, mm-hmm. you, you make excuses, right? You say, oh, sure. that play was just a misread or something like that, right? But I look at that touchdown that Ramsey gave up over the top to Stefan Diggs, and everyone kept coming up with an excuse saying that, Ramsey thought that he had safety coverage, but he didn't, and all this. I'm like, I don't care. Like, how do you how do you get beat that badly? Still, like he he had to make up so much, you know, time. Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs was so open that he it was underthrown. The ball was underthrown, and he still was able to come up and catch it and fall into the end zone. Yeah. Did you see the quote that uh, Jalen Ramsey said about uh, Stephon Diggs? And that he was overrated, and that uh, he was a waste of a pick when he got drafted. And oh, I could I could believe it because I mean he went on that one show and just went off on every little on every person. Like it was just like he thought he thought Josh Allen was trash too. Yeah, he thinks a lot of people are trash, but that's that's the corner lifestyle, man. There's corner the, wide receiver lifestyle. Yeah, I mean that's just they're. The two probably most cocky positions there is in football. I play both. Look at Will the Goat playing both. I'm twice twice the cocky person. But, you know, I can back it up. Not on the football field, though. That's why I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, but you can back it up with your management skills. Uh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, there we <laughs> go. There we go. But, yeah, so, I mean, coming from that, I... I have to agree with you. I think it kind of shows a little bit about both. I mean, the Rams definitely are missing. I mean, a big thing that, you know, a lot of people forget, I mean, Odell Beckham it was a big, huge key 
to the Rams last year when they picked them up. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, I think the Bengals would have been absolutely destroyed if Odell would have not gotten injured in that game. Because Odell, they, they couldn't cover both Odell and Cooper Cup. Right. It was just, no, not happening. And, you know, I mean, it's already hard enough to cover, cover Cooper Cup. I mean, then Odell's just a freak of nature as well. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things I think there's a regression, but uh, it just shows the Bills are – if injury doesn't happen, the Bills are going to be a team that nobody wants to play. Let's just say that much. Mm. And we got, obviously, first Sunday full of games, and I'm going to hear – I want to hear from the GOAT here. What are his, his favorite games – on what he what he's looking forward to seeing. All of them. It's just good to have football back. Very, very true. Very, uh, very true. But if I'm not being biased, because actually, honestly, I'm not even looking forward to the Dolphins and Patriots game. I always look forward to every game they play, but that's not the game that I'm looking at, actually. Um, well, let's go over the list. So um, we do have Dolphins and Patriots. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit, at least on my side. Niners and Bears. Steelers and... Bengals? I don't know if you heard of them or not. Uh, I've never heard of the Bengals ever in my life. Yeah, they're from Cincinnati, I think. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Saints and Falcons, Browns and Panthers, Eagles and Lions, Colts and Texans, Ravens and Jets, Jaguars and Commanders, Raiders and Chargers, Packers and Vikings, Giants and Titans, Chiefs and Cardinals, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Broncos and Seahawks on Monday. So, out of all that, you know, I'm probably going to uh, lean more towards the Bucks and the Cowboys. And I'm just kind of curious to see how Tom Brady's going to come out after all that stuff that's been coming out with him in the reports. Um, you know, he took, what, the 11-day hiatus um, and said that he's just going through a lot of stuff. And it turns out that um, rumor has it is that his he's having marital issues because uh, he chose to go back into football. Wifey didn't like that. And they had some words. Things were exchanged. And then she stepped out of the house. And then they got back together. And then they were back separated together again. Separated together. Separated. Um, I mean, just pretty much in a nutshell. Um, I know that's probably going to weigh out on a lot somebody's mind. Especially he's been married to her for, what, over a decade now. So I'm just curious to see how he's going to come out. Um, and it's Sunday Night Football. I think he could be, he'll probably be fine, honestly. Yeah, Tom Brady's... Uh, I just say don't ever bet against Tom Brady. That's usually a pretty good mantra because, I mean, let's be honest, you would only have lost two bets or three bets in your whole... You know, the whole time he's been in the Super Bowl, you only have lost three bets. Yeah, I don't want to talk about those three Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Especially, yeah. especially the uh, the Eagles one. I'm sure the Eagles fans were. Uh, you know, I don't remember that one. No, I remember. Oh, the one where he was playing against Donovan McNabb. That one. I do remember oh, that one. There we go. I remember that one clearly. I remember. I think, yep. Remember the wins. Forget about the losses. <laughs> no, I don't remember those. Uh, but honestly, I'm looking forward to. This might be a weird one, but. I'm looking forward to the Carolina Browns game just because I want to see if Baker Mayfield, you know, he's been talking a lot mm. about the Browns and he's, you know, said like he's about to F them all up and, you know, 
I just want to see if he comes out guns a-blazing, pretty much. Because if he puts out a stinker, I mean, that's going to be the ultimate just memed thing all year. Yeah. All football season. Especially they're not even playing their uh, prize toy over there. Considering he's suspended for 11 games for, you know. Well, he didn't do too much, right? He only inappropriately touched women while he was getting massaged by them. But they weren't licensed, so that counts for something. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, only like 28, was it 28 cases? Is that about it? I mean... Well, New York Times said like 50, and only 25 of them came out. You know, so it was only 25. But, you know... Oh, only half. Yeah. Only half came 25, out. 26, something like that. I don't know. I rounded up to 30. He's still playing. Whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just... I don't know, that's, that's a whole... Like, we could do a whole podcast on the NFL's hypocrisy on a lot of this stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Josh Gordon that. losing his whole career because of weed. You know, but that's his own fault. Yeah, but... I mean, I understand that people have issues and they need to go for help and stuff. But, uh, you know, those were the rules at the time. And yeah. now that those rules are changed and NFL players don't get tested for drugs um, or get tested for marijuana, um, you know, it's different now. I mean, you could say something about Ricky Williams, who I've actually seen live. Is the first person I actually seen play live. Well, first team I actually seen play live was the Dolphins, and I lived in Florida. But um, Ricky Williams, yeah, I mean, look what he did. Um, that being said, um, yeah, it's just it's changed. Even at that point in his career, things had changed. Things had like loosened up a bit, and then now you have the whole uh, Flash Gordon situation where he threw away his entire career. I don't even say he threw away his whole career. It's just it was a lifestyle he chose. He he had to he had medical issues as far as like being injured and that helped him relieve those those stresses. I don't think he was doing it just to piss off the league. That's just that was Yeah. His his decision. It's just I don't think he was trying to be uh, some kind of rebe- rebellious person. But um yeah, because, I mean, there's plenty of those guys in, in football that are the rebellious type that are just going to do stuff to... A lot of people worse than uh, Flash Gordon in the league. Yeah. Or that were in the league. Um, yeah, there's no no question about that. Yeah. And, I mean, I just... First first person that comes to my mind is Greg Hardy. <laughs> uh, Greg Hardy. I remember that name in a long time. I try um, to forget. Yeah, I mean... Absolutely, just beat the bloody pulp out of a, a girl, and then. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. He, he threw suspended. over a pile of guns. Right. Yeah. And then. Oh my god. And then got suspended. I think two games. I think was it? Yeah, it was like two or four games. And then was able to play for the Cowboys at that whole next year. And the Cowboys realized how much negative, you know, feedback they were getting from people, and it's like, well, no, like you know. Oh shit, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I mean they have a real issue of, with, um, with, basically their women, their their female fan base, or just women in general. Like, just it seems like that they're less harsh on, on um, situations that women are involved with, or like when it comes to abuse or anything like that. You can go back to like Ray Rice and you get numerous things, right? Yeah. And it just seems like it's a slap on a wrist. But you know, if you bet fifteen hundred dollars on your own team on uh you know, FanDuel, you're suspended the entire year. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that'll have to be for another podcast. And I think everybody's heard plenty of it. I mean, you can yeah. continue to talk about it. I think it should be continued to be talked about. Very much so. And it's just one of those... It's just one of those things. I mean, Calvin Ridley's really fun to watch, and that Atlanta team's going to be so atrocious this year, so it's... Yeah. It's but, one of those things. I mean, I, I'm kind of happy that Marcus Mariota does get an opportunity, though. Because I don't think... I truly don't think Marcus Mariota got a very fair hand, you know, hand to deal with. Yeah. Because, I mean, he didn't do... I mean, he played pretty well for Tennessee. He didn't put up anything crazy numbers, but... He definitely was a, a solid quarterback. Like, you know, they won games, you know, but were they ugly games? Yes. But, you know, I don't think he's that much worse than Ryan Tannehill. As long as we'll be honest. Tannehill. Yeah. Well, I think actually Tannehill's definitely stepped up. And it really happens to be like what system you fall in. Like, I think Tannehill found the right system for him. Was it Marcus Mariota's? Um, yeah. He fell in the right system and it worked out for him. And we'll see how he does without AJ Brown now too. Yeah. Well, I picked up on my fantasy and I'm excited to see. Uh, oh man, what is your fantasy? Oh, uh, my fantasy team. Fantasy team, not your fantasy. That's another podcast. <laughs> That's another podcast. Uh, well, my fantasy is already happening right now. Oh man. Oh but, man. <laughs> uh, but no, it's weird. Cause, so I had my one with like a bunch of uh, my friends. Um, and that one I w- legit drafted. And then the second one, I didn't look at the time right, and I didn't realize, I thought it was at 7, so I thought it was be like, off work. And it ended up being at 6. And I was like, okay, maybe like I'll just like put some players I'm interested in. So I ended up auto-drafting oh. my second one. And I literally almost ended up with both the exact same team. Both leagues. Hmm. So quarterback, I got Jalen Hurts in both those leagues. Jalen Hurts, okay. Ryan running backs, I got from one league, I got Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb. The other league, I got Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. Wow. And that's, this is the auto-draft one, the Austin Eckler and all that. How many teams are in these? Ten. Both wow. of them. And now these are um, people you know, or is it just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. People wow, really? Were, yeah. What, what pick were you? I was number eight, I believe. Seven. I was seven and one, and then I was... Wait, I was eight and one, and then... Seven in the other one, I think. Okay. There's one of the other. And who were your first round picks on those? My first round picks, I uh, so I picked Dalvin Cook as my first pick. Okay. And he made it all the way down to that far, huh? They made it all the way down because they were well, drafting quarterbacks. Were they drafting quarterbacks? No. No, what happened was all my friends spited me. They would not let me take Bengals players. So the whenever a bang, whenever my pick was coming up and the Bengals player was not picked yet, they would try their best to pick them. Wow! So they took Jamar Chase over Dalvin Cook just to spite me, the pick before me. I mean, I would do that anyways. I think Jamar Chase is probably the solid pick. I could be wrong though too. Uh, I think. I mean, I think Jamar Chase is going to be something remarkable again this year. But I think Higgins is a great choice though too because Higgins is, I think, a more consistent just like. Catches a lot more receptions. Mm-hmm. Jamar's more a, I'm going to go off this game. And, you know, he'll have games where, you know, he puts up only by 10 points. But then he'll have games that put up 35, 40. So yeah. it's just kind of, you know, it depends on what do you want consistency or do you want just kind of the flashy, like, go off. 
which I mean, you kind of want to balance your team away where it's like you got consistent players that always put up a certain amount of points, mm. and then you got some players that you know maybe one week they put up very ant numbers, and then also the next week they put up 30, 25, whatever. But then my wide receivers, I got AJ Brown, which was my second wide receiver. So you're double dipping. Yeah. So you got Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Oh man. So he yeah he went off. He's like 122 yards, receiving touchdown. Yeah. yeah it was. Nice. Yeah. So and they're both PPR. Oh boy. So how many receptions did he? Have? Yeah, he had seven or eight. Wow. I can't remember. Seven or eight and. Crazy. Um, and then my tight end, and then my other league, I got Diggs in that league as well. Wow. And I got Higgins in that league. You actually got a Bengals player. I got a Bengals player, but this is the one I auto drafted. Oh. Okay. So they end up getting Higgins. No, the only Bengals player I got in the league with my friends, I got Money McPherson. Mm, same. And then I got Tyler Boyd as like one of my like last final picks. And okay. I'm like, I gotta get my boy Boyd, even though Boyd, I think he's super underrated. But he's a, you know he's a slot guy. I mean, yep. he's only gonna I think one or two games this year, he'll, he'll put up really really good numbers. But in every other game, I think he's an eight-point kind of guy, like eight-point maybe. You know, get, he'll get two or three receptions for 20 yards, whatever. Maybe catch a touchdown here and there. But Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, or the and Mixon are the three things that make that team go hmm. on the skill position. This is crazy. You've never heard of the Bengals before, and you know all these stats. I know, right? It's crazy. That's crazy. That's, crazy. That's like this whole thing that, you know, you're having flashbacks from your from memories that you don't remember, but then all of a sudden you do remember them because you're totally not a Patriots fan. Nope. Not me. Not this guy. Yeah. Well, Just, well my fantasy team. So Let's hear it. Um, my first pick was Jonathan Taylor, which is pretty much, I think, like 95% of the fantasy leagues, Jonathan Taylor was the first pick. Yeah, pretty much. That's probably the safest pick you could... Yeah, pretty much go for it. Yeah, because it's always looking for consistency as well. And I think he's just gonna have a stellar year. Uh, my second pick was Mike Evans from Tampa. And I'm actually kind of a little bit nervous about it, or skeptical, just because I think that the Bucks are might actually struggle this year, just with everything. He's Tom Brady being 45, and I know every analyst says it, and I always laughed when he played for the Pats. And everybody would say, oh, he's getting old, he's like not, not doing good, blah, 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 blah. And then he'd go out and win a Super Bowl. So, but I just I think this is the year where he's just actually really going to question his career, or the end of his career, just with everything that's going on with him personally. Yeah, every, it's different. Every year is different for every team, and I think that it's really going to, he's going to come and question himself, like, did he make the right decision? And if all the rumors are true... You know, they could just be rumors, you know. Yeah, very true. But, um, you know, if things come in, in, in light and more or less it is, you know, problems that he's having personally, I honestly thought it was going to be about his mom because his mom was, like, battling cancer. So I thought maybe that's why he took the time off. But, um, no, I think, um, you know, whatever he is going through personally, you know, that's not really anybody's business. But... Let's just say if things came into light, and that would be the reason why I think he has a struggling year. It, 
when it comes to like family and it comes to like personal things, no matter what, like everybody tries to say, don't bring it, bring it to you with you at work, you know, leave it back. But it's hard, you know, and he's also human. So, yeah, just like don't bring, uh, when they say don't bring your work home with you either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You brought me home. Uh, but then, of course, you know, you work, you work one of those jobs where you get a salary. Most of those nights you're going to have to bring work home with you half the time. But. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always on the clock. Uh, my quarterback was Josh Allen, so I was pretty happy with last night. And it is a PPR league, too. Josh Allen just was... And we already talked about it. I mean, we already talked about Josh Allen. He's, yeah, but you can't talk about him enough. I think yeah. he's the best quarterback in the league for sure. And might, he might be, like, the number one NFL player in the league right now. If they were to do, like, top NFL players like they do every year in 2022, he's definitely going to be in. He, I think he was number 12 last year. Like, yeah, it was a slap in the face. He even make top 10. I, I don't remember exactly where he was on the on the 2022 list. I think he's on Tom Brady was one. Tom Brady's number one, as he should be, because he's the goat. Yeah, he is the goat. I mean, no matter what team he plays for, it's the greatest of all time. And just like Will is the goat as well. That's right. And uh, then my my boy Burrow is the baby goat. Baby goat. And then um, just a few other names to throw out there. I had um, I got Adam Thielen, uh, Scary Terry. I got Terry McLaurin. Uh, I got the Rams defense, which was like, eh. I got Money McPherson. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. And uh, let's see. I got uh, Matt Breida, too. I mean, she came from the Niners and went to the Giants. Now he's a backup over there for... Uh, for uh, Saquon. Saquon, thank you. Okay, so, Saquon uh, actually plays a full season? I don't think he does. I don't think he does. <laughs> He's got to show proof, man. He hasn't done it once. I'm like, I'm just wanting to see what the Giants do after the season. Because, I mean, we all know Danny Dimes is about as bad a quarterback as there is starting-wise. And, again, that's just the system. That's just the system he's like, put in. I think it, you just, you know, they just draft players. Certain coaches, most coaches draft and, like, what the position that they need, and then they are going off of, like, what's the best person on that board. But, um, you know, I think um, it's more or less, like, when first rounds founders get picked, it's more flashy. They're more flashy picks. Yeah, like, pretty much so. I mean, what first round has really worked out when is what, Peyton Manning? As a recent... First like, overall of, pick. First uh, overall pick. Um, let's what, see. What Peyton kind of Manning was definitely... The biggest, I would say, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, after that, I mean, Kyler Murray's very up and down, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow, he's kind of like the, I think, probably second to Peyton Manning involving best. Wow, that's not biased. I mean, I think we agree he's better than Kyler Murray so far in their careers. Uh, well, yeah. And that's why I'm saying, like, because, I mean, we're talking about number one overall quarterbacks. And, like, the other ones I think of is, like, Jamarcus Russell. Russell was god-awful. Baker Mayfield is not as good as Joe Burrow, I don't think. Well, let's look at the history, okay? So we had last year at Trayvon Walker, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Um, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett. 
2017. Miles Gertz. Jared Goff. Jameis Winston. Jadavian Clowney. Mm. For a first overall pick. Yeah, these are first was, overall picks. I think for a first overall pick, Jadavian Clowney. If he if he would have been taken like the first round, like he would not have been like I don't think listed as like kind of a mediocre bust kind of thing. Mm. I think he was a bust for being a first overall pick. Andrew Luck is twenty twelve, uh, and I really yeah. wish he could have finished his career. Yeah, I, I would. I would say Andrew Luck is, was better than Joe Burrow. So there, and that's me being a true. Andrew Luck was one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen. I think mm-hmm. top. I think he's top. I put him on probably top five that I've seen. Like, uh, you know, he's not, he was as good as Peyton, Peyton Manning, or like Tom Brady, obviously, or Drew Brees. But he was, I think. One tier below that. Okay. And then uh, Sam Bradford. Well, Sam Bradford is 2010. Cam Newton is 2011. Cam Newton. Eh, eh, eh. So we, Cam Newton was one of those, you know, he had three or four really good years, and then. That's it. Then he went crazy to start wearing, like, women's clothes. Start wearing women's clothes. And that's and his choice. I have nothing against it. Yeah. And they got in that car accident and stuff too and yeah did he flip a car over with his bare hands to save somebody was that, <laughs> so, was that what he's saying with Superman I think that's what happened I think it was like and maybe it's the wrong player but maybe I think it's the right player because I think someone got in a car accident and they flipped over a car with their hands because uh, it's all that adrenaline like to get somebody out for safety and I could be totally making up this story you're going to have to search it up yourself I don't have time to do that to help you out but it's a good story nonetheless, whether it's Cam Newton or somebody else that told me they did that on their weekend. Honestly, knowing that Cam Newton called himself Superman for the longest time, I bet you he thought he was Superman in that moment. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, he could very well be much Superman because uh, all the movies suck as a reason. Yeah, it's not wrong. But uh, definitely not the, the Dark Knight movies, I'll tell you that much. Oh, absolutely not. Dark, Dark- Knight movies, The Batman, was. Those are, I think, the supreme, I think, of any superhero movie. I think those just reign supreme. I'm going to go home and watch those. Okay, here's one for you. Matthew Stafford was the number one pick in 2009. And I definitely have to probably put him past Joe Burrow. I'm sorry, buddy. He's won a Super Bowl. He's had an amazing career. I mean... I do think he's had an amazing career. Let's see. He's, He's had... An elite career. I have one of the greatest receivers, top five receivers, I think, ever in, in a career. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Who, who ended his career early, just like what Barry Sanders did. It's a curse to the Lions. They all end their careers early over there. Matthew Stafford leaves and goes and wins the Super Bowl. Do you think... Got a question for you. Hmm. Do you think Matthew Stafford, if he were to, say, retire tomorrow, is a Hall of Famer? Oh, that's a good question. Not a first-year ballot. Are we talking first-year ballot, or are we talking about, like, in general? I think yes. If Calvin Johnson can get in his first-year first year ballot, uh, Matthew Stafford definitely can in time. Would you say Ben Roethlisberger is a first ballot? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, he definitely is. A couple Super Bowls. Um, he's got the stats to back it. 
the things he did for Pittsburgh in general, minus the groping of the woman in the bathroom stall, and he got suspended for six games, got dropped down to four. Again, we keep talking about this. I know, right? And it's like... And he's the the funniest part was he's the one who came out and said, "It's uh, we can't have a predator play play on the football field. Yeah. (laughs) Of all people, it's like... Meat kettle, right? That's the term? Yeah, just... I mean, this might be a little bit of a stretch. I mean, this is... Because, I mean, I wasn't alive during that time. But I just kind of look at the stats... You weren't alive during that time? No, I'm talking about... I'm, I was going to bring up a thing about Joe Burrow. Oh. But I think Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback in Bengals history. Already. The second? And who's the first one? I would put Boomer Siasen number one. Very, I think I think he's already passed... I think he's already passed Ken Anderson. Hmm. And I think uh, he's 100 times better than A. Dalton. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well... I think he brought you to a Super Bowl in what in the last how many years has it been since you guys been? uh, It was 88 or 87 or something. Yeah, been a while, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And Niners? Yeah, yeah, and Niners blew us out in that too. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just I think that I really do hope that the Bengals don't take a drop because a lot of people are. Not on the Bengals band or not on the Bengals bandwagon anymore. Well, that's good. You want like imagine you guys actually won the Super Bowl. Let's go back to February. Imagine if you actually won the Super Bowl. I think as a fan, and that's why a lot of fan bases get upset when people jump in bandwagons because they've been waiting for so long to actually win the Super Bowl, and then you just have the random fans all of a sudden, fair weather fans or uh, bandwagon fans as they call it too. Um, are celebrating with you and you've been waiting for so long and you were there for the bad times the and good times you know I don't think yeah I don't think you would want that I mean imagine, no, imagine I just if mean, I was a Bengals fan tomorrow I, I do I've like a Bengals it. fan for 24 hours now yeah I I, I that's why I'm not, like I'm kind of like that though because that was the whole chip all last season was the Bengals are going to be 3 and 14 the Bengals are going to be 4 and 30 like, that's what everyone was I think I All said the, the same thing. I think you were going to be like, I thought you guys were going to be like third, if not last in the division. Because, I mean, Baker Mayfield has already had something going on with uh, the Browns. Uh, Pittsburgh still had Roethlisberger. Um, and then the Ravens. So I think you were going to be fighting for for last place. And that was preseason of last year. I mean. And I was, a fr- I was the only person that said it. I said it. Bengals were going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I thought you were crazy. I was going to really have you ask you to leave the casino. I mean, there's been plenty of times where there's been where he's looked at where Will the Goats looked at me and he's like, just leave. Yeah, those are many a times. But, you know. But then again, he also, uh, one of my good friends is a Miami Dolphins fan. So him and him and uh, Will have a lot of Yeah, we don't talk about him. We don't talk about him. It is officially week one. We don't talk about that Dolphins fan. We don't talk about Dolphins fans in general. Yeah, well, you know, I do know some good ones. Um, I think that Patriot fans, including myself, were a spoiled bunch. We were spoiled for 21 years. And it's nice to kind of, like, sit back and, and, and take a beating. 
and I get to enjoy the rest of the NFL instead of being stressed about what is Tom Brady going to do postseason because like it was always like guaranteed going to go in the playoffs and um, it was you know it was just repetitious it was now it's like I don't know I think we're going to go 7-10 this year I think we're going to be straight garbage and I think I'm okay with that I'd like the rest of the teams in the league to have an opportunity to enjoy it I mean I think you know Rams fans but I don't really have anything wrong there's nothing wrong with Rams fans there's just not enough of them the Charger I mean, fans there's like not enough of them there's not just... enough LA fans because you know when I moved out here years ago over a decade ago and there are some diehard obviously Raiders fans um, the Niners fans Cowboys fans you know they're from Dallas but they were never the fans that I was around when I first moved out here weren't really like diehard like back at home in the East Coast because East Coast with football it's winter time and there's snow on the ground December and it's like negative three degrees and you got nothing else to look forward to and if you're a Bills fan because I lived up in uh, Rochester, New York for many years I think six years and um you know, once your team loses and that's it, that's it. Then you got a negative three degree weather and you have wind chill and your car door's frozen. All you got is your beer and your team. Out here, your your team loses. You got 80 degree sunshine. You got the beach. And freaking your Sunday night football ends at 8. Our Sunday, it's a three hour difference. So like 1130 at night, it's freezing. It's, you're freezing your balls off and then you're going home Especially if you're a Bills fan, you're going home to a lo- to a loss, and drunk. Yeah. And out here, I mean, it's like, eh, you know, we lost. Okay, whatever. Let's go. Let me just go to the beach real quick. Yeah, I'm just go to the beach. Uh, I'm gonna go to the bar because they're just opening. I'm gonna go to the nightclub because they're just opening. Um. And I think one of the best experiences I had sports-wise, actually, I went to Lakers game, and uh, I hate the Lakers, but it was an experience nonetheless. And go to Staples Center, and I got to see Kobe play live. So, that being said, I still booed him. And some of the fans hey, were R. still... R.I.P., though. Yeah, for sure. And um, one of the fans, uh, or a lot of the fans were kind of like, they were, they were cool with it, whatever. Because I was neutral at the time, and then my team wasn't playing, it was the Hornets. And um, once they came up back and, and won, everybody went to the nearest bar. It was like eight o'clock, and they got to enjoy their night. It's 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 pretty. It's a it's a different atmosphere. And I think that's what I'm just trying to get at too. I think the only with L.A. the only diehard, true diehard like sport is like USC football, and then mm. Los Angeles Lakers, and then you got like Dodgers. Yeah, yeah those okay. are the three I would say were like the diehard. Because, I mean, UCLA basketball used to be, I think, a lot more diehard fans back when UCLA was, you know. I mean, they're really good now, but, I mean, when they were, like, going to Final Fours every year and the whole nine yards. I mean, USC's never been really looked at as a basketball school. so Sure. But football, you know, they won plenty of national championships. So, you know, I just think, you know, with winning you get – Fan, a fan base and sometimes it's a good fan base 
sometimes they're just bandwagon fans, and that's what I think Rams fans are, a lot of them at least, because I mean, never saw them when they first came to LA, and you still see like their games where if they're playing the Raiders, there are ninety percent Raider fans, like ten percent Rams fans. Well, look at last night. I mean, majority of the stadium was Buffalo fans. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Exactly. None of them are from Buffalo. No. I can't say none of them are because I have friends that are from Buffalo that either live out here or they flew out and come see the opening and come watch the Bills play. So I would say more or less, there's definitely more Bills fans last night, but there were more non-Rams fans, I could say that. There were more non-Rams fans there than there were actual Rams fans. Which is... Tough to see if you're, you know, a home team. <laughs> you seen that guy with the watermelon in his hat? I didn't. Yeah, I did. So not. there's like four Rams fans there, and they have like watermelon carved out. And they put it on their heads, and nobody can figure out what the hell it's about. Like they're trying to start something with the, the Wisconsin cheese, but the difference is Wisconsin's known for the cheese, and Los Angeles is not known for watermelon. So I yeah, don't, I don't. Get I, mean, it. Well, I think if they put sun on their head, maybe they, they could catch on. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the hell that's about. I don't. Everyone's trying to do like a tradition nowadays. It's just like I mean, the Angels kind of got a little something, something with the rally monkey that they did like whatever twenty years ago. Nobody knows anything about the Angels enough to talk about them. Just kidding. Except for Mike Trout and Otani. That's like it. I mean, that's. Let's be honest. It wasn't for those two. Like no one would know anybody about the Angels. I know Angels in the outfield. Christopher Lloyd. Great movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. I haven't either. And it also had uh, Danny Glover in it, right? Did it have? It did have Danny, Danny Glover yeah, in Danny it. Glover. <laughs> Danny Glover played the manager in it. <laughs> what, a, what a classic movie. Holy. Angels in the outfield. Mm. But you really try and like watch it seriously, you can't. <laughs> no, I think I, uh, I, I've, I've tried. No, it's a no no. It's one of those movies where you're just like, oh, uh, oh. you kind of have to watch it with a free spirit. I'm not doing anything right now. Like, I, I don't have any like personal things to do. I don't have to go out. And I don't have any friends. I don't uh, have any bills to pay. I don't have to go to work. Uh, there's my Netflix account's completely out. Um, I have no Amazon Prime. I, Paramount Plus, oh, I didn't pay for that. My Hulu is working. I watch Angels in the Outfield. That's when you watch Angels in the Outfield. I know the options. I, I agree. There's just a cer- uh, certain one of those movies or shows where there are... I'm not going to say it's not like a guilty pleasure, but it's like one of those uh, soothing... You know, I heard, like, heard like of like your bedtime kind of like bedtime show or something like where you're just kind of like chill and not do anything it's like you can even have it as like background sound but like it's your show your go-to show that yeah like just, white noise it's called white noise yeah. yeah yeah like a lot of people like i've heard a lot of people say the office for that i'm like i don't know if that's my or comfort that's the one that's the, the worst um, comfort show comfort it's like show. yeah you, where you're just kind of like chilling and you're like ah. Oh. i have a few of those i think i've watched rick and morty like 50 times an episode just because I mean, there's so many things to to choose from, Um, but at the end of the day, like, I'm just, it's it's a comfort pick. It's like, I know it. I'm just going to pick it. I can't watch something else. 
Yeah, it's just unless like you're like really like feeling like a certain show, it's just like I am, I'm just gonna watch this, I guess. Yeah. But you into any sports shows besides like uh, actual sports games? Like, have you like you have a sports movie? Yeah. Ooh. Honestly, my favorite sports movie I think all time might be The Sandlot. Oh yeah, that's usually everyone's go-to. It's I mean it's it got everything you want in it. Yeah. You know. It's wholesome. But I, I mean, I would say so. My favorite baseball movie, is Sandlot. Favorite basketball movie is uh, Coach Carter. Hmm. And then, obviously, my favorite hockey is probably like Miracle. I thought you were gonna say Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks is good, but Miracle is just like that inspirational, like hmm. why you be an American, you know. <laughs> and then, um, Kylie's are. I'm trying to think of like other sports, like football. I mean. We are the Titans. I mean, that's, yeah, that was my go-to. Yeah, remember, remember the Titans. Like that's yeah, the Titans. that's. I mean, that's gonna be probably that's. Yeah, I would say it's either that or Sandlot for me. Like yeah. number one. You know they're remaking that movie. Oh no! You have to remake and remember the Titans, and you're they're not to assume it. any of their genders. Yep, some of them are women, some of them are men, some of them are. Uh, yeah. What is I? It's, this is this is what I'm talking about. He like Hollywood just ruined himself. Totally ruined it, and I totally made that up. But oh, I, did I even lie? I'm not gonna lie to you. Knowing how things are nowadays, with <laughs> I mean, you got like the Ghostbusters franchise that got ruined because they tried like make it all female cast, and you know, it's just movies. Certain movies just they should just keep it and not touch it. This is for another podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, hey, we got Will the Goat on this podcast. Hopefully we're going to get him on sooner rather than later for another episode. I, I enjoyed myself. I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, I could see another podcast in the future. And I, this is the part where I like, get to pitch. I get to pitch stuff. Do I get to pitch stuff for me? Am I get to pitch stuff? Sure. Okay. So <laughs> I'm pitching uh, my podcast, which is going to come out in the beginning of next year. It is called The Talk O Podcast. Talk dash O podcast. The Talk O podcast. Yeah, the Taco podcast. Avocado optional. So I'm looking forward to that, Burke. So you definitely got to get on that. Oh, I will definitely be on that. Is it only sports or is it be like. Oh, no, no. This is a, a general talk. It's lifestyle. Um, this is a more of a comedic part. Which, I mean, about- let's be honest. That's what that was this whole podcast. It was. Uh- the sports with the comedy. Yeah, sports with the comedy. I get a good feel for it. Kind of want to see how you do things, and uh, you know, I'm learning. I'm learning from the goat of home podcasting right now. Hey, Bert the Weatherman Myers on Bert the Weatherman Report, and once again, Taco Podcast. Taco Podcast. It's going to be huge. It's going to be okay. huge. 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 Right. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited for you, and you know. And we're excited for Sunday and we the are. season. And once again, thank you, Will, for being on the pod. And I'll let you keep up with the social medias so you guys can stay up to date with my next episode. And we are clear. <laughs>